This morning's reflection is about the benefits of metta. (coughs) Classically, there are 11 benefits listed by the Buddha and in the ancient commentaries. And so we'll take a, a brief look at each of these. And just to preface it, uh, our, our exploration, our reflection this morning, these aren't instant benefits. It takes some time uh, for these, uh, these benefits to manifest, some practice time. <laughs> the first one is um, that you will sleep easily or sleep peacefully. <clears throat> You'll have a sound sleep. With uh, negative energy or greed, aversion, we don't sleep peacefully. But with a, a metta heart and mind, there's a sound and peaceful sleep available. The second one is that one wakes up easily. One wakes up peacefully. After some sleep, we're wakeful in a, with some serenity and clarity of mind. We don't wake up with a dull feeling in the morning or whenever it is we wake up. The third is um, one has pleasant dreams, sweet dreams with metta. That the dreams are free from horrible and frightful kinds of stories and images. The next benefit is spoken about as um, the devas or the unseen beings will protect one. And we, I told the story about the forest dwelling devas who, whose attitude was negative aversive towards the monks who would come in, 500 monks who would come into the forest for their rains retreat practice. And after the monks started practicing metta quite diligently and deeply, the attitude of the devas changed considerably and they protected the monks and cared for them and uh, took care of them. So however you might uh, 
view or think about unseen beings, uh, unseen energies. Um, It's said that when metta becomes more deeply uh, a part of our being, that these unseen beings will protect us. And also that they they would love us. Uh, I, I uh, co-taught a retreat with another lay teacher and uh, a Burmese uh, monk who sometimes called the Metta monk uh, some years ago. It was a Metta retreat that we taught together. And he had a lot of stories about each of these benefits. I'll just quickly uh, tell the one that he told about the uh, being beloved uh, by the unseen beings, by devas. And during the time of the Buddha, uh, there was an older monk who practiced in a cave for four months. And every four months he would move uh, to a different cave. The devas who were in that area were the guardians of the cave. And they asked him, or the, the particular deva who was the guardian of the cave, asked this monk not to move, asked him to please not go elsewhere. Because all of the devas who lived in the area uh, uh, were living uh, in a very peaceful way. They weren't quarreling. Uh, they were getting along. They were living in harmony with each other, which wasn't always the case. So the guardian deva said, please don't leave. Because of your practice of loving kindness, uh, we're all uh, living very harmoniously. We want you to stay. So the, it said that the monk stayed another four months, And then he was ready to leave again and go to another place. And the deva asked him again, please, please stay. Uh, Made the same request. And so as the story goes, this elder monk stayed and stayed again and again until he uh, finally uh, uh, attained Parinibbana. He died and uh, died in the... uh, in the light of uh, freedom and the uh, tremendous power of his loving kindness. Another benefit of uh, of metta is that um, fellow our fellow human beings will love us and. Uh, Oh, there are lots of stories about this, but actually I'll tell one quick one that this Burmese metta monk told. The Buddha was going to visit uh, a particular prince in Vesali in India, and um, everyone in the area agreed that all the people there should uh, come to welcome the Buddha. 
and the king or the prince said that if they didn't come they would be fined <laughs> so one of Ananda's friends Ananda was the Buddhist cousin and a very close disciple he did go but he said that he went because not because out of uh, a wish to welcome the Buddha but out of fear because of fear of afraid of being fined well Ananda was very unhappy to hear this about uh, his friend and so he spoke to the Buddha and asked the Buddha to give some teachings to help his friend So the Buddha first sent metta to Ananda's friend and then he gave the teachings on loving-kindness and the practice uh, of loving-kindness while he was there and visiting and the friend, uh, Ananda's friend uh, became a a monk and, and eventually became a fully realized being. Another one of the benefits is that it's uh, classically stated as external dangers such as poison's weapon and fire won't harm us. And I uh, well two things. One is I usually translate that uh, into our contemporary way of life and usual way of thinking is that uh, the dangers of internal fire poisons weapons we could say hurtful arrows if we practice metta deeply and it becomes imbued in us that these dangers don't affect us, that they are diffused, they are uh, deflected. I also have a a quick story here in Taos, up at the Lama Foundation, which is about 30 minutes north of here, a, pl- a place, in fact, where our cook, Surya, lived for a number of years. There was a big fire up there, and it burned uh, a lot of the forest around there and, and some of the buildings. But it went around. It actually burned right around. As I wasn't up there at the time, but uh, I was told that it it burned around, but not into the main, uh, uh, some of the main buildings there, the, the primary main buildings. And uh, the people that lived up there said they, they decided it was because there was so much metta up there that the fire was deflected from the main buildings. However you want to take that in is up to you, of course. Um, the next... Uh, Benefit is often classically stated as one's face becomes clear and radiant. Uh, 
the Burmese uh, Saidao teacher monk that I practiced with, the Metta monk, said, our face becomes serene and beautiful. He said our beauty is destroyed. Uh, serenity and beauty are destroyed uh, when there's anger. He said if you want to become beautiful, practice metta. And then he said to be good looking, practice metta. <laughs> and the next benefit is one's mind becomes serene and calm with the practice of metta, diligent practice of metta, our minds are more easily concentrated. Which of course makes it easier to do the wisdom practice, the vipassana, satipatthana practice, if we have a more easily concentrated mind. And metta very much helps to develop this. And the next uh, benefit is that one dies in an unconfused state, an undiluted state, we could say. If one dies being absorbed in metta, there's no confusion at that point. There's just the heart and mind of metta. And the last one, the last benefit is uh, usually uh, translated uh, out of the Pali in that one is reborn in happy realms. And there's a couple of different ways to look at this. We'll just, I'll just mention them briefly. Classically it's said that one is reborn in the, what are classically called the fine material realms, reborn in, in states of concentration that are very, very refined and very, uh, very, very subtly beautiful and pleasant. And it's said that if that happens, one stays there for a long time until one gets bored and then practices insight practice to finish the process. We can also look at it as if we have a, a deep and powerful and... Uh, concerted metta practice and metta is really uh, imbuing itself in, uh, in, our, in our whole uh, mind and body and heart that we're reborn into happy realms moment to moment. Metta and 
aversion, a really developed metta and aversion can't exist in the same moment. And that depth of metta re-stimulates itself. And so we are potentially reborn in the next moment from the present moment into a peaceful, tranquil and happy realm with the practice and the development and the blossoming of metta. So those are the 11 benefits of metta that are considered to be guaranteed if one really commits and and develops this heart of unconditional loving-kindness. <laughs>